a martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, Paul, 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 I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Zero, this is the second movie in a row that features uh, reverse footage, mm-hmm. but also involving billiards. <laughs> oh, this... right, right. Yeah, because we just watched um, fuck Black Belt Jones. <laughs> yes. The pool hall scene had somebody swall- kind of swallowing a billiard ball. Yeah, yeah. But it's obviously a reverse footage yeah, of yeah. the ball coming out of the, the actor's mouth. Uh, yeah, what a weird coincidence. <laughs> if you don't join us, you'll end up leaving here like that ball. Uh, hey, we're, we're continuing Black History Month with, uh, with Carl Scott today. Hey. Um, Probably yeah. not that well known, considering he only has four films to his credit, at least on IMDb. Yeah, I did a little bit of Facebook stalking for him. Just just a smidge, you know, not not the obsessive amount, mm-hmm. but more like the research amount. Yeah. Uh, and he does have a f- small amount of fans out there. Uh, he's definitely not a big name like uh, Jim Kelly, Ron Van Cleef. Uh, I mean, I mean every other name that you can think of that comes in mind when you think the exploitation era of the 70s and early 80s. But Carl Scott is probably, as far as I can tell up to this point, the most competent on-screen martial artist of that era. Oh, and oh we're talk- most definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't we haven't gone gone down the entire list yet, right? But as far as uh, what I've seen so far, he seems like the best. And he is so good. We've watched half of his films. <laughs> <laughs> well no that's true that, that is, is true. true we've watched half of all of his films yeah yeah so sun dragon uh, aka a hard way to die is a movie we're discussing today mm-hmm. but i think if any of you out there even know who carl scott is i think the more better known film of his is kung fu executioner and that movie you can even find on i think netflix oh i forget where we watch this on youtube because it's just available there um, but I believe Kung Fu Executioner is on Netflix or Amazon Prime, one or the other. And that movie, I actually prefer way more than this one. I don't know if you agree, Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, debatable. Uh, I, I debatable. think I preferred Sun Dragon to Kung Fu Executioner. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, to each their own. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, I think we both agreed that today we should talk about Sun Dragon instead because it's Black History Month, we want to find movies that really shine, uh, really show to light the, you know, like a, a black, Af- well, a black actor um, really being like the starring role and doing this, doing the uh, his own stunts, his own fighting, and being like the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. In Sun Dragon, he the movie really revolves around him, and even when he's not in the movie, uh, in the film, everything kind of dictates around what his character is going through. Kung Fu Executioner <laughs> is a movie about his about some other guy and then Carl Scott just gets wedged into the movie to fight. And then when his scenes are over, he is no longer in the movie. 
he could have <laughs> yeah after watch, after watching it yesterday you can clearly edit him out of that film and you would still understand what's going on he is oh, yeah. completely inconsequential to that plot yeah yeah but it's the fighting is so much better yes i don't know no, I, I will give it so to you there to kung fu executioner has better choreography and it's shot a lot more dynamically so the the fights yeah. are a lot more interesting but i had so much more fun watching sun dragon uh the plot is is very very simple and the dub Ooh, is, it? is hilariously awful i could not stop laughing at every single piece of juicy dialogue that was lazily muttered out from these actors right right so Oh boy, uh, Sun Dragon! I I I wanted to watch this with you uh, as a group. I didn't. I, I was going to watch. I, usually, what we do is like we 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 do our research, you know, kind of individually as much as we can, so we can spread out our um, our our do. We do our due diligence. We try to spread our efforts in researching, finding movies individually. I'm like, hey, this is a good candidate, and we come back together and we we kind of deliberate on which one's the best option for our next episode. Sun Dragon, I, I watched 20 minutes of it and I said I had to stop because I was enjoying it way too much. <laughs> I was like, I know this, we're going to be either talking about this or Kung Fu Executioner. Um, and I just had to wait on you to so we could watch it as a group. Uh, Sun Dragon, I originally thought we were just going to watch it as a group, maybe not actually have it as an official episode, but I was enjoying it so much because I thought it had so bad it's good potential because of the poor dubbing right yeah it has nothing but it, it like it's not a bad movie it's not it's not so bad it's good it's just the dubbing that makes it so <laughs> exactly yeah the, the story is pretty straightforward if it actually had normal normally voice acted acting. dialogue or voice acting yeah. you know it this could just be a very forgettable run-of-the-mill 70s uh, action film but yeah. the oh god the dub needs to be <laughs> heard to believed uh, I don't. This this sounds like riff tracks. It sounds like Mystery Science Theater. Oh yeah. It sounds yeah. like a bunch of dudes who were just hired off the street and were just really, re literally reading from the script and like, okay, next line, next line, yeah, next well, line. <laughs> uh, I love hearing Carl Scott much later in the film going, "Hey, you leave him alone." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a much better job than he is. Exactly. But uh, you know, awful. like to. To kind of be fair, I understand that, you know, they they wanted to try to match the English translation to the mouth movements. Obviously, they're speaking in Cantonese. It's not always well, going to fit. Mm, yes and no. Okay, so the great thing about this movie is that, uh, well, okay, we should probably preface this by saying that this is a, I want to say it's a Hong Kong production, right? But it's filmed in America. Yes. Uh, this the the setting is in America. This is taking place in the Wild West. I guess like the, I think the they, Gold Rush era. Yeah, I think they said it's Phoenix. At least yeah, in the, at yeah. least in the film. And then there is shots of the Grand Canyon in there. Mm -hmm. So wherever that is in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I know the production crew is primarily Chinese. Um, but Billy Chong, believe it or not is not Chinese. In fact, that is a stage name. Uh, he is Indonesian. Oh shit, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know that either until I looked it up. Uh, I don't even know what, what... Oh, do I want to take a crack at his... No, I do not want to take a crack at his name. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it as Billy Chong because I don't want to butcher his name anyways. So Billy Chong is the actual hero of this movie. 
Uh, I would actually, I would actually kind of disagree with you there. You think so? Yeah, uh, but it, the movie kind of centers around him the it, most, right? It's weird. The main plot point, I would say, is definitely the fact that um, Carl Scott's family gets murdered, and he's basically seeking revenge on the people who, you know, did him wrong. I don't know why Billy Chung is there. Like, what? What is his purpose yeah. in this movie? I I understand that he right. kind of was kicked out of his home in China to send to live with his family in Arizona, but then yeah. I don't know what his motivation is once he's there. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, we actually, if we want to talk about chronologically, I mean, in a flashback, we explain. Oh, by the way, we're jumping right into the fight scenes, I guess, like unofficially. Uh, there's a scene where there's a fight scene in the first quarter of the movie where he takes on. Well, he defends a woman from getting uh, her arms pulled left and right by a bunch of men. So you can, that's how you can guess what they want to do with her. Yeah, they just want to tug her left and right because that's how... They're playing tug-of-war. Yeah, basically. Uh, and he just beats them up uh, on this really rickety-looking bridge and also in this uh, in the water below. Uh, I don't want to get into detail too much about that one, that fight scene, uh, because there's a lot of fights in this movie. I feel like we can kind of put that one aside. Anyways, so... He, uh, he, as a result of him getting into fights like he always is, his, uh, his father, who sounds like a 24-year-old, <laughs> tells him, yeah, you need to go to Arizona uh, or go to the States so you can learn some discipline. I never got a sense that he, there was any arc revolving that. Like, he goes to America, and then he fights some more. Where's the, where's the discipline Yeah, part? <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand what his purpose was once he was there. Because mm -hmm. he kind of just gets into tussles because bad guys are just hanging around the bar he works at, and they kind of, you know, they kind of yeah. mess up. They kind of mess with his with his coworkers and with him. He retaliates, mm -hmm. and so that's what yep. causes them to kind of want to fight him. And then he gets involved mm -hmm. with Carl Scott's story because after Carl Scott's family is assaulted and he's kind of left for dead after escaping. Billy Chung and then another Kung Fu master find him and kind of revive him back to life. That's that's where yeah, their stories yeah. intersect. But then they kind of go separately again after that. Like they don't really cross paths until the end. Until yeah, the end. which is which mm -hmm. is kind of weird. But I feel I still do feel that Carl Scott is the driving force of the the whole movie. Yes, do agree. However, Billy Chong gets the most screen time. In fact, I think the bulk of the fights in the movie are him. I wouldn't say that they're, they're the best. Billy Chong is still amazing, but mm -hmm. Carl Scott really like he, he's so impressive on his, screen. His fights. I wish there was more. Yeah, his fights in this movie, I think, are much better than Kung Fu Executioner. Mm -hmm, interesting. His, I, I do his like the fights, fights that he had. To Billy Chong's. Oh, I see. Because I do like the fights that he had in Kung Fu Executioner with. Um, with Carl Scott because it, it, there's a lot of ferocity behind that. Here in this movie, it's a little bit more playful. Uh, no, no, I just, I just meant in general. Carl Scott's fights in all of Sun Dragon, I feel, are better, uh, better than all of his fights in Kung Fu Execution. No, that's why I mean too. Okay, no, okay, okay. <laughs> like I actually like, I like it. I like his fights in Kung Fu Execution more. Okay. However, if we're talking about quantity. I feel like you get more of Carl Scott in this movie. Okay, got it. Because, yeah, I mean, again, Billy Chung kind of like, not when I say he hogs, that's kind of too rough, uh, too crude of me to say, but he does take up a lot of the screen time, um, even though it is kind of Carl Scott's story. And then we also have a third story yeah. <laughs> revolving the villains. 
And watching a movie uh, the first time, you're, you might be thinking, where the hell is this going? Mm-hmm. It's like, why does it keep jumping back and forth? The villains also get their own... It's a kind, like, kind like of an... Path. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say it's a character arc, but oddly enough, you're, you actually are following what they're doing after yeah. they murder Carl Scott's family. They kind yep. of, uh, you know, just stay put in his house, and then they're just, you know, trying to figure out something to do because they're bored. <laughs> Well, okay, so at the halfway part, they kind of bicker and they split ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the bickering turns into, uh, elevates into something um, uh, where they, you know, they can't be together anymore. And let's just leave it as that. They can't stay um, in each other's company, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's why they they separate. But that Carl Scott and company, being Billy Chong, they still want to seek revenge or take them down. Uh, and I mean, like, even though they, the villains split their own separate ways, I mean, it still culminates in the end to them taking on each one of those villains one by one, like, yeah, Kill Bill style. Right, right. I mean, until they're all yeah, dead. like the it's weird because the three stories are running parallel, and then slowly at the end, all the characters start converging until it's basically yep. uh, Carl Scott, um, what's his name, Billy Chung, and then final bad guy. I don't know his name. Yeah. They all then it's just. Lou Nelia. They all have Lou a fight Nelia. scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking at Carl Scott's website, he was talking. He was mentioning you know, that Lou Nelia is a world kickboxing champion. I actually, I'm uh, making sure I, I'm quoting this correctly. But he, uh, looking at Lou Nelia's website, uh, I see that he has a karate um, dojo, uh, karate academy. A better way to describe it uh, in Brooklyn. Really? Which it in Brooklyn three blocks away from my first house wow yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah, you could have been, yeah, you could have been training crazy. under him not even realizing yeah sure yeah and then, <laughs> be like hey master remember that time you were in that movie it's like we don't talk about that movie <laughs> uh no I, I kid i actually do enjoy this movie and like i said before i thought this would be so bad it's good material but if you just take out the dubbing part actually the movie is thoroughly enjoyable uh, if you if you look past that, the really bad yeah, voice acting, the really bad voice acting makes it even more enjoyable, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, well, you're you are right because what do you have outside of the? I mean, the pretty good fighting in, in the, throughout the whole film. You have a very confusing way of uh, exhibiting your your story, your, your plotting. The plotting's really all over the mm-hmm. place, like the way that we just explained it before. I mean, like, we simplified it, but, like, when you're watching it, you're like, wow, where is this movie going? <laughs> and I was okay with that because of the horribly bad dub. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yes, you need the bad dub for this movie. Uh, Lu- uh, Kung Fu Execution doesn't have that, so, I mean, Th- that's, if you want, That's very if you surprising that it has a different dub than this because i think yeah did this come first like i, I don't know yeah this would this this did come first this is 79 and i think uh come for execution was 81 okay. um yeah so i mean one of the great things i like about this movie it doesn't have those trappings that you'd see from like the movies of this era which is let's imitate bruce lee mm-hmm. as much as possible um and it, it's like it doesn't feel like that at all it's its own story it's, it has its own fighting styles um which i absolutely adore about this movie you know what i i mentioned this to you while we were watching it so this movie does it it was very clearly shot in america and i thought it was kind of funny because despite the fact that it was being shot in america it still kind of looks like that back lot 
uh, hill where all the Shaw <laughs> Brothers' final fights are because they're still kind of shooting with the backdrop of the mountains. Yeah. On, on like yep, you know yep. these dirt these dirt like plains. So it's like, is this <laughs> is this Hong Kong? Is this America? I don't know. <laughs> well, you see railroads, so like that, that's like it should it's trying to indi indicate that what not only the place but what setting it yeah. is, right? So. And the, based off the way people are dressed, and you know, well, I mean, you you can associate. Oh, there's a bunch of Asians, Chinese folk, uh, on the railroads. You know, dressed in that way, you can clearly tell it's that that um, that uh, 19 oh well not 19 1800s era of, of the gold rush when you know like we're building the railroads and such, and we did all those horrible things to the Chinese right. back then. You, you, yeah, I <laughs> will say things. surprisingly. Uh, well, maybe not surprisingly, because this is technically a Hong Kong production. There isn't racism mm -hmm. towards Chinese people in this film. Yeah, there is very, very, very slight. slight. I mean, there, I mean, the N word is yeah, also that is true. uttered that a couple times. In but that, but that's like, the dub. Kind of, that is the dub. We don't yeah. know what they were saying in the original. See, that's the That's the part I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. I wonder what the original language was for this, because yes, it is, uh, it is a American production. Uh, I think the original language is, was in Mandarin. Although it maybe it just makes sense for us as Americans to watch it in English because everyone's speaking English. And in fact, the, the entire cast is all, all American for the most part. And then there's the Indonesian star and then Carl Scott, who obviously speaks English. So I guess everyone's just speaking their own natural language. And they, well, I'm pretty sure they don't have sound equipment on stage, uh, on set yeah, anyway. So, not. yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, there's there, like we said before, there's a lot of fights. The first one starts off with them fighting in front of uh, like all, all around these railroad tracks, and then Billy Chong jumps to the right, and all of a sudden they're in the the Shaw Brothers uh, like back yes. lots where there's like nothing in the background. And like, where the hell? How the hell did they get here? I love those transitions um, when it's like we need to get from one you know from one location to another. How about we have the actor just kind of jump off screen? And then you have other actors jump on screen. Like that's such a great transition. <laughs> it's cheesy as hell, but you know, visually, oh, yeah. it works. It worked great. Yeah, I love that all, all Americans from the Asian no kung fu. Yeah, that's my favorite. And thing. they all wear suspenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that that's that's a given. Yes. Everyone wore suspenders back then. Um, yeah. Again, like, there's just there's just so much to talk about. The first one, you know, like it's Billy Chong. It's it's Billy Chong, right? I mean, he is taking on a whole bunch of goons for. I mean, I guess being bullies, there's, uh, plot wise, it doesn't really affect anything. He, he takes them all on, beats them up. It just, it's the, it's a taste of what he's capable of, mm -hmm. uh, and his martial arts prowess. So one thing I was, I guess I noticed, but also didn't notice is I'm pretty positive all the fights are, you know, are sped up. Sped up. Probably mm -hmm. either 18 or 22. But it's weird because I noticed it, but I didn't really mind it because I feel the whole movie is just sped up. Like everything feels kind of sped up a little mm -hmm. bit so that when I'm watching the fights, it just feels nor like at normal speed at that point because everything yep. is just kind of at that weird frame rate. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd get that sense too. And that's fine. I think you, yeah, your I, eyes start to acclimate to it. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because if you've listened to this podcast before, I always complain about how speed ramping or, you know, variable frame rates kind of, you know, kind of take me out of the fight sometimes, especially when it's just like a few moments and then you go back to 24. You, you know, like I've been watching a lot of these films. So like I really, really see that. 
Yeah. And yeah. here, because it's just so constant, I, I'm actually just very forgiving because it just feels normal. Yeah, that, that's true. I, I, I don't know if the whole film was filmed at a, you know, at a faster uh, frame rate, but it does seem like one thing I like about the, the fight scenes particularly, what does seem like it's not as metronomy as what like the movies of its era were, were uh, guilty of, right? It always yeah, feels like they're yeah. always like they're always they're always on the move, right? It doesn't feel like they're they're just hitting their poses. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I like that about the, the these these films. This and Kung Fu Executioner. Um, yeah. So the first fight is again just a taste. You know, like, there's much better ones so we can breeze through. The second, it's not really a fight. Uh, after what we said before, the villains come and take over Carl Scott's place. Yeah. It's it's and mainly, kill his whole family. Yeah, it's mainly like a plot point. Uh, it's a home yep. invasion. You know, he gets his family gets killed because these bad guys want his home, and he hilariously jumps out the window when his you know and his mom takes a. A knife to the chest and you're just like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he is right so now one of the dudes in that scene is uh how do i describe him uh, uh let, let's like give the the villain some characteristics the, the there's an asian man yes that is group. a characteristic <laughs> yeah well he's the only asian that man is a character villains. trait he's asian <laughs> Uh man, what's his? Uh, I, I I'm gonna call him Mustachio. Mustachio. Because <laughs> like, what know. else is it? Well, one of them. One of them, yeah. one of them looks like low budget Chuck Norris, and then <laughs> yeah. the, and then the third uh, villain is the the knife wielder. The, the tall guy. Yes. yes he, throw, he throws yes, the yes. knives as his signature weapon. So that's how you pretty mm. much tell them apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the Mustachio, Asian Mustachio. <laughs> Uh, he's the one who kind of delivers like the 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 series of blows to call Scott's uh, chest that eventually will will eventually kill him, right? Basically like the exploding heart technique, but a lot slower, right? Mm -hmm. So like this this will actually come back into play like in a much later in the film, um, right? So once Carl Scott is forced to abandon his family, like literally forced. Um, well, well, they kind of they, they executed him at that point, and he flees because he managed to get away. Yeah, so he, he he flees and he disappears for a little bit, and we're like, where the hell did he go? Uh, in the next sequence, Billy Chung is in its saloon uh, where he beat, he fights a couple folks. The first, I mean, this is just people brawling in, in the back. Uh, of the it's saloon, It's literally right? a backyard brawl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're betting for money and such, but. <laughs> I will say, I don't know if this is like the first time I watched this is a really bad transfer. So I'm glad you found a better transfer for uh, for this viewing. The first time, Billy Chong takes on a white guy, beats him up, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then this, another challenger takes him on. And the second challenger is also black. And my because this, the, the transfer I watched initially was so bad, I was like, is that... Carl Scott, <laughs> I, I can't tell. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense Ooh, in the story. Not a, not a good look, Will. Not a good look. <laughs> that that does not. I'm sorry, but like when when the transfer you see is all like yeah yeah when it's all like, pitch black yeah uh, when it's it doesn't help. 40p, yeah you know really really bad YouTube video. Of, of course, it's yeah. uh, kind of hard to kind of hard to read these things sometimes. Don't blame me. Blame the video quality. Okay, <laughs> just saying. If if you learn anything from uh, my name is Dolomite, what Wesley Snipes says is correct. You gotta film correctly for a certain. Anyways, yes. so <laughs> I'm just gonna move forward. 
Uh, yeah, so this uh, particular scene ends, and then we have this. So once he defeats uh, this the the blackest black guy in this fight, uh, he knocks him to the floor, and he has Cheeto dust all over his back. Uh, we move into the billiards hall, which we mentioned as the intro for this episode, and we also have a fight there too. My God, there's a lot of fights oh, here. Oh man! So this this is our introduction to this kind of antagonist for Billy Chow or Billy Chong, excuse me. Billy Chong. Yeah, um, he's like this guy wearing aviators, and he's got the wife beater on, and they got the most effeminate-sounding guy who doesn't want to be there. It, it's weird. He's supposed to be intimidating, but the voice actor is like, yeah, we're going to get you. Yeah, get him, guys. And it's like, look, there's nothing wrong with having an effeminate voice, but when your character is supposed to be intimidating... And your yeah. voice actor is reading the lines very lazily. It it's it's just so funny every time he opens his mouth. I know you don't know who who this guy is, but he I mean this guy looks like Ed Sheeran. Like literally, I don't know who looks that exactly. Is. <laughs> I know you don't, but I, I, for the listeners, I want to point it out. Is that is that a exactly American like martial artist? <laughs> no, I think he's a British singer. He was also on Game is of Thrones. A, is I that a British know. martial artist, Ed Sheeran? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Ed Sheeran never like ages. He's he's just always been in movies. We just never noticed. Uh, yeah. So Billy Chong is just t- he takes on a bunch of people in the in the billiards hall. And I will say he he has his his martial arts technique is so good. And I think that uh one thing I, I missed I kind of glanced over from the last fight is that he has some really good back flexibility. He can drop from standing into a back bend and then kip up from that point. It's, it's like so easily. He loves, he loves fact, the kip, throughout, kip, up, kip ups. They really give that to him in yeah, the yeah. choreography. Yeah, yeah, and and in fact, there's a lot of uh, in a lot of the choreography. There's people doing judo throws, like like grabbing a guy and chucking them over your shoulder, but then they just land directly onto their mm-hmm. feet. You know, almost like an acrobatic move. Um, and it's it's done a couple of times throughout the film. Um, yeah, and, and Billy Chong, you know, like he has so much back flexibility. It's like it's like it's just natural for him. Um, yeah, so he, he beats up a bunch of dudes in this. <laughs> so I billiards hall. And so yeah, one thing ahead. I want to say is like this is this movie is gonna be so freaking hard to talk about because uh, I think this might be uh, for me personally anyway. I don't know if you, what you think, but this might be my second inductee into the 90 minute action movie so okay, so, the, so the first one for me was probably uh broken path uh-huh. uh where it's just non-stop biting basically like the whole movie like yeah. like in as i was re-watching this movie it felt like every scene change had a fight in it i was i was looking oh, out yeah. for it and it doesn't happen for everyone i'm i am exaggerating but Almost every time we go to a new location, there is a fight. <laughs> Pretty much, and it's yeah, it's it's going to be so hard to really like dissect some of these fights because yeah. we just you know we just got to get through all of them. And I'm I'm that just trying true. to That's I'm true. just trying to think of like the best moments I can if I remember any of them. So yeah, yeah, like rewatching again, I realize my I think like I try usually what we do is we watch a movie and then we watch it again with the fight scenes, mm-hmm. but then sometimes we just end up watching the whole movie that, that's, again I mean, that's pretty result. much the case with this. I ended up like practically rewatching the whole movie because the whole thing is just <laughs> fights. And then every now and then I would sit and listen to the hilarious dialogue before moving on to the next fight. <laughs> okay, so 
uh, we uh, I mentioned before about uh, the villains fighting in the cabin. I mentioned before about uh, the them Billy Chung re reminiscing about him taking out a bunch of people under and around on a bridge. We don't have to go into detail on those, uh, but I do think that you know, like they're, they're, they're pretty solid fight scenes. I, I think, mm -hmm. um, but I think the next standout moment is when Carl Scott who is still battered from his experience, uh, finally meets Billy Chung. I mean, it, it's, it's a very short meeting because like they immediately go their separate ways <laughs> afterwards, but they, they finally meet. And I don't understand this. Like, I don't know who they go to. I think it's, I think this is Billy Chung's uncle. Uh, they go to. Oh, I can't, I can't this... remember the plot point. Yeah, they're just kind of all together, and yeah. this older gentleman who is very obviously a martial artist is now healing him of his wounds yeah. Yeah. by physically abusing him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's uh, this is something you'll see in a lot of Chinese older Chinese um, period piece movies. You know, like maybe not so much on the modern settings. But they do blood bloodletting uh, or some sort of mysticism. Oh man, actually, me saying mysticism would probably cause a lot of controversy. Well, let's just say that it's using some physical abuse? property. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes, you abuse the hell out of somebody either through making them sweat or making them forcing them to bleed to get the toxins and the poisons out right, of the system. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've, I've had some them. friends who've mentioned that they this has happened to them. Like they had needles pricked on them to get the the bad blood out, quote unquote. Yep. And this. Yep. So they do that to Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he starts like pounding on his chest and like hitting his back, and he starts spitting up blood. You know, the visual makes sense. It's like, oh, you know, there was a clot or there was a blockage, and you know, yep. the master mm -hmm. has has cleared him as of his ailments. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, this is like such a cute, a good excuse for Asian parents to beat their children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> man, uh, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, so the master initially doesn't want to teach Carl. But then after one shot of the Grand Canyon, he changes his <laughs> mind. <laughs> That's all it takes. It's like, hey, I don't want to teach you. Please. Hey. Will you please teach me Kung Fu? You don't need to learn Kung Fu. Why, please teach me. I am a doctor, not a Kung Fu instructor. <laughs> and then we have our training montage. I like this training montage because it turns out that Carl Scott is really good with bow staff. Yeah, yeah. He's really, he's well, really good with it, it. It's kind of funny because it, it's it's kind of, uh, I'm trying to think what's what's an equivalent. Uh, it reminded me of Kickboxer a little bit where mm, okay. Ben, you know, um, in Kickboxer, Van Dam notices his his uh, master or his Sifu is doing some sort of like um, you know mm -hmm. kind of katas or some um, movements or forms, and Van Dam is trying to imitate it, and uh, then the master notices and he's like, "Oh, do like me," and in mm -hmm. this we see the master doing his forms, and immediately you just see Carl Scott mirroring it like perfectly. There was yeah, there was yeah. no montage. There was really no montage. There was no ramping up from zero you know to hero he pretty much like sees him and he's like okay i got this i got this <laughs> it's like a complete prodigy which yeah yeah i guess he kind of is so i mean the only fight scene he had before this was in the cabin and he showed like he showed that he had some fighting skills right otherwise like why does he know any sort of choreography right. um doesn't make any sense 
Um, so I guess uh, if you want to put in that, lo- if you want to put in the logic of the movie, he must be some trained fighter. It's okay. It, you 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 just buy it. You just you just kind of go with it because it it is technically a montage, and when you have a montage, you're automatically the best at the end. <laughs> I love, I love, you know, that's that stereotype that people always say, like, oh, all Chinese people know Kung Fu. Well, I already said this movie, according to this movie, every American knows Kung Fu. (laughs) Uh, Because now uh, we do have a train montage. I do, I mean, it's, at first it doesn't start off as, you know, a fight scene. It's just really Carl Scott showing his, I don't want to say katas, because katas are not accurate to the forms. Yes, forms. He's showing his forms. I mean, you can definitely tell Carl Scott's been doing martial arts since he was young, and it's like definitely shows in this movie. Like yeah. he looks like a natural. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like he has been trained in in kung fu mm-hmm. at least, or Aaron yeah. some other Chinese martial arts because he he hits those poses perfectly. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like it doesn't look like he's been told to hit cues. It's like no, he actually is. A, he's legit mm-hmm. in every way, and not to say that. Jim Kelly is not legit, or like any other movie, my uh, martial arts star that we we might have covered before is not legit. Um, when they look a little bit more stiff, but like Carl Scott, like he definitely has shows a lot of talent here. And it man, um, like so in his first real kind of official fight when he has the bow staff battle with his master, man, like this is so good. Like the speed yeah, at which yeah. they're moving, yes, it it probably is uh, sped up a little bit, but man, like the choreography is so good. The silhouettes are really nice. They're really just yeah. whacking at each other in full force. The the cameras showing them, you know, is a nice mid shot. Like, but you see all their all, you know, you see the entire frame. Yeah. Like, see everyone frame. And then you get the uh, yeah. <laughs> the American uh, Shaw Brothers backlot again, where you got, you know, you get the random ground with the nice backgrounds in the background. Hey guys, we're gonna go to America so to film. Oh, that sounds so exotic. Where do you want to film? Uh, a dirt patch in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> With mountains in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, yeah, it's great. You know, like again, you can tell definitely tell how skilled Carl Scott is, and I also want to give props to the master played by Xiao Song Liang, which I think we might have covered before. Oh no, he, apparently he was in Drunken Master oh, Two. Okay, cool. Yeah, as a stunt stunt performer, but yeah, he he was great in this as well. Um, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's all makeup, right? Because <laughs> like otherwise, I'm like, damn, that 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 old guy could really move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So after that, uh, that's all it takes for Carl Scott to be deemed worthy of, uh, uh, I guess, like uh, moving on from that point yeah, on. He's now, you know, so, he's now capable of seeking revenge, pretty much at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from the 40-minute to the 44-minute mark, uh, you just see a bunch of dark lines moving on the screen. Oof, yeah, this is this is unfortunate <laughs> because there there is actually fighting here, but because of the quality of you know the transfer and the fact that it was really shot at night, you can barely see like anything yeah. going on. It's, it's a shame because it it looks like it, you can definitely make out interesting choreography here and there I, and i get what they were going for they were going for this like dawn this fight at dawn where you know the right yeah. before the sun was breaking but yeah this right. you know this is not a uh, blu-ray this is not 4k this is i think this yeah. this is stuck in dvd hell in terms of a transfer yeah unfortunately so yeah we can only get as good as what that is yeah it's, it's really sad because uh you know again you can definitely tell uh, by the way this is re- regarding all the villains now they're they're 
at odds with one another, so they're kind of fighting one another. Yeah, they started to turn on each and other we have... because of reasons. I can't remember. Yeah, well, they they want to split the money, but not really. They don't like one wants to take oh, right, the money, right, right. and yeah, and then one of their girlfriends. I'm gonna put that in quotations marks. Uh, one of their girlfriends gets accidentally <laughs> murdered. Accidentally. That, that didn't look like an accident to me. That looked like some dude stabbing the bed. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not an accident. I don't know. Anyways, it was a knife sitting. Uh, like the, the knife, oh god, oh god. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Uh, so on, let, let's go talk about more uh, PC things. Uh, let's talk about the engine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so we have you know because this is America and we want an uh-huh. interesting slew of characters in our film. Let's bring in a Native American fighter, right? But is he? Is he's probably not actually I, a Native I American. I so. I mean, you know how hard it is. Like, it must be already hard to find a Native American in general. <laughs> like, let alone a martial artist. This is probably a, a, an Asian actor that they got on to just basically put on red face. Yeah, and a he's headband. tanned up. He's got his hair in the in the pigtails, and then he's got the you know very typical kind of like brown leather uh, clothing to denote that he is a Native American. It's very clear who he's supposed to be. Yep. Oh, and he's wielding an axe. You know, right. just you know, insult to injury. <laughs> his tomahawk. tomahawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, his his. Go ahead. Sorry, his fighting style is headbutts. I don't know if that has anything to do with that fact that he's Native American. I really don't because that he like he likes to throw the headbutts. He likes to like always lunge at uh, lunge yeah, at Billy yeah. Chong. You know, like you'll see him do like dive rolls towards him. Well, I mean, I, I'm okay. I don't know. Like, I it's mean, just observation. Whether made. whether it's true to a Native American fighting style or not, it's fine. But I like that you know they created move sets for him to yep. separate him from the other fighters. Mine, right, and also right, the right. fact that he's I mean, wildly it, swinging around his tomahawk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Billy Chong. Like yeah, definitely again like shows off how, like how skilled he is. Uh, yeah, but like once uh, once they get back in like so they they start off inside the saloon, get outside the saloon, come back into the saloon. Again, so there's some really good shots here. Like especially when they're outside, you get this nice wide of the the two of them posing. It's great. So the Native American like he uh, he starts like throwing a bunch of headbutts in a row, and then Billy Chan just slams down on a table to deflect the the headbutt right so like the the, the table flips up and then uh, it's almost like a, a small comedic moment i think uh and then uh, the one great thing i like about this one shot is that it's a one nice long take of choreography un- uninterrupted oh. all right so you know i think uh what man i think i like i got lost to where you were uh oh yeah the table sorry <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, towards right, the end, right. Yeah, so the, the, end. Once, uh, so the weapon the native... changes. He's no longer wielding the tomahawk. He has like kind of like a longer blade. Yeah. Uh, one th- one thing you didn't mention, which yeah. I thought was really funny, was so when the fight goes back inside, uh, you oh. you notice that the Native American is now hiding somewhere, and it, you know it slows down for a beat, and Billy Chong jumps up on the bar, and in a odd surprise, the Native American fighter bursts through the the wood paneling. Of the bar, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the, the the top of the bar. Using his head. So basically coming, coming bursting head. through underneath him. And you're just like, what? <laughs> sure, sure, why not? But yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, the fighting inside is pretty good because you, you do get the longer takes of the choreography now. Mm-hmm. Right. And then 
Billy Chong flips him, like grabs him on his shoulders, flips him around. And then he, and then that fight's yeah. over. But that's okay because <laughs> because now uh, Carl Scott and Billy Chong have to fight because oh, you know because well Billy Chong wants to know how, how his kung fu training has, has well, taken him. I will say the real reason why you fight it is because uh, Carl Scott is training in the woods, and if you see anybody else in your vicinity when you're training, you have to fight them, right? <laughs> I love how they they start off with the the handshake. They're like they're holding each other, like you know, like what's up, man? And it's like, hey, you know, like yeah, I haven't seen you in a long time. Let's fight. And oh, immediately man, the, he just the, starts. They the just dub start was definitely having fun with that because <laughs> I don't even think they were talking. They they just go right into fighting. But the dub is like, yeah. oh hey man, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, like what they're fighting inside the woods, and then they take one step back, and then empty backlog. <laughs> Like nothing. Oh man, they. Well, uh, I will say this is more of a dirt road now, at least. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I can't see the mountains in the back so much because the you know the sky is kind of blown out from the sun. But there's that you know that kind of tree line in in the distance. So (laughs) yeah, uh, like again, uh, they're both showing how how athletic both of them are. Yeah, like they're they're throwing not only complicated choreography, which I think. Well, for the time at least, but I mean, to this day, I'd say it's pretty impressive. Billy Chong's like throwing his back handsprings. Uh, Billy Chong's also forcing Carl Scott onto his back by like flipping him onto the ground. Uh, you know, there's, there's you know, like it's playful, but you know, there's a lot of athleticism. There's a lot of talent here. You know, like it's, it's great. There's a Again. there's a few moments in this fight, and then I was noticing it in like the beginning of fights is where you could still see remnants of the metronome style mm. of uh, the choreography. Where whenever it goes to choreography, where the two fighters are exchanging blows, but each blow is a block. I noticed yep. that is where you you can see the almost like the counting going on, like block, 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 right. block. Kind of, kind of like yeah. on that timing. So that that was something I started to pick up on this fight. But yeah, it's mm. still man, there. It's so hard to dissect this movie because there's so much fights. Like we just have to keep. <laughs> we have to keep going. Yeah, otherwise it's gonna be longer than the movie, yeah. and it's only an hour and twenty something. Right, so right. yeah, so yeah. Once um, the villains take down a bunch of dudes in the saloon, you know, they they, they kill some of them. Uh, and that sets us off. So the villains hire. Oh my god, I forgot about the, the Japanese man. <laughs> I totally forgot about. They hire a Japanese man uh, to assassinate or take care of Billy Chong. But it doesn't matter because now Carl Scott, uh, Carl Scott shows up in a like a rock quarry construction construction walk quarry. Yeah, 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 a rock quarry. I don't even understand why he's there. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, so. The setup is so weird because he's just kind of randomly walking somewhere and he notices a skirmish between Asian construction workers. And they're like, stay out of this. This is only between Chinese people. Leave him alone. Does it take so many of you to handle one man? Huh? And he's like, you, you, I'm, I'm glad you censored. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I definitely censored. <laughs> But uh, it's yeah. great. It's it's just a one on many with Carl Scott beating the crap out of all these, you know, Chinese stuntmen. Yeah, and, and he looks so. They make him look really good. Oh, man, and yeah. They always say. I mean, like yeah, this, like they always. Whenever if you look up Carl Scott, like this fight, uh, I think is like always like one of the first ones to come up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and he's. I mean, they even leave room for him to kind of play play it up a little bit. You know, make it towards the end of it. You know, like once he beats them all up or he's he's beating them all up. 
he's you know he's like he has enough to kind of antagonize him like hey come on come on and it's, it's kind of nice you know like he has his like his own signature way of fighting i guess um yeah and, and again he's, he's he definitely is no stranger to to choreography he definitely looks like he knows his stuff mm-hmm. uh he looks like he just fits in perfectly with everybody else and which is which is great I like and like I'm yeah I was go gonna ahead. say like I like that this is a one-on-many fight and they know how to film it so that when yeah. fighters are kind of hit off screen by Carl Scott you, you don't see people lingering in the background like you yeah. don't get that moment where okay where are the other fighters why aren't they encircling him mm-hmm. uh, and you don't you're not thinking that because the screen is always busy you know yeah. or they they shoot it mid so that you're not thinking about what's happening off screen there yeah. was like one moment where. Uh, Carl Scott's fighting with somebody on screen and you see some guy run off from, you know, frame left just so he can run around in front of Carl Scott. I was like, no, 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 don't do that. You had, you could have just ran to his back. I I mean, I will say this is the one scene where I feel like it's more obvious that they do speed ramping, Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, Because like when you, when you really watch it uh, at current speed, if you turn off the music or turn off the audio, you can definitely see how fast they're moving. It almost looks supernatural Mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. It doesn't look like, you know, people can actually move that fast, but it's fine. It does make, does make it seem like this guy is so capable. He can take on multiple people at once. Um, I think for me, the the speed ramping is most notable when they're in, when, when they're in like greenery backgrounds, because if you look Mm. at the speed of the foliage or the trees or the leaves, Uh, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, there's definitely some manipulation going on here. This is just all rock hill backgrounds. So if you want, if you, if you're going to notice that you're, you're really looking at how the bodies move at that point. Mm, Right. I think I'm more judging it based off of how the speed of their jump trajectory mm. so like carl scott will jump up and immediately comes down like that i don't think people <laughs> people fall yeah, that people fast. can't move like that <laughs> yeah but it actually sells his kicks better uh which is better for worse like it looks a little unrealistic but it makes his kicks look even faster than they actually are like he can throw he can throw a roundhouse kick and immediately immediately in the instant follow that up with a hook kick mm. like that doesn't look real but it makes him look cool so Hey, I'm all for it. Um, yeah, th- this you're all right. I think this is probably one of the better fights featuring Carl Scott in the movie. And then immediately after that, Billy Charles fighting the hey. Japanese guy. This, man, this is a this is a great fight too, though. I think this might be Billy Chung's best fight for me in this film. Really? Okay. It's another group fight, but it's like uh, like I thankfully the movie keeps changing things up. Like it's it's a combination of guys with a. Uh, katanas and then some guys are just fighting hand to hand and he is just Mm -hmm. going like all over the place like trying to dodge these guys and they're all just trying to attack him and it's it's great it's just it's a brawl without really being a brawl like it's a one-man brawl technically it's it's a brawl with choreography yeah yeah right so it's actually synchronized it's not just like hey everyone just throw haymakers Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, Billy Chong's again throw, showing off his not only his choreography but also his athleticism, and he's just jumping all over yeah. the place, just rolling, like just going into a Superman pose in midair and then landing to the ground. That's um, why it kind of feels like a brawl because the camera is all over the place, but it's not shaky. It's just following him all over the room, like sometimes in like longer takes. So it it right. feels crazy, but it's it's controlled, thankfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So there is one complaint I have with it, mm-hmm. which is a major one for me. That which I don't even know if I have a favorite Billy Chong fight. I never thought that hard about it, or I haven't had time to think about it. Uh, I definitely have a favorite with Carl Scott, which is probably the one we just mentioned. But anyways, uh, the one big problem with this is the lighting. It's, yes. it's a little dark. Yeah, yeah. Possibly part of the tr- you know part of the transfer we're watching, or just you know how un- how they decided to light it. Because yes, this is a night scene. But it's inside this saloon, but it's like the blacks of the shadows are so oh, dark. Yeah. It's it's almost like yeah. noir how how yeah. dark it is. But then thankfully certain parts are well lit. So they you know, sometimes the fighters are going into the light, but then depending on where the camera decides to cut or be placed, sometimes they're out right. of the light. So you're some sometimes you're getting moments where the characters are moving on screen and they're like, oh shit. They just moved into the shadow and then, you know, like for, for us who, you know, really, really like to look at these fights, we're like, oh, no, no, stay in yeah, the, stay, stay in the light, stay well lit. Yeah, the wall doesn't help like, the, the goons, right? But yeah, you can tell who the the samurai, I don't even know, is he a samurai? <laughs> the, 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 the Japanese leader, mm-hmm. the one wielding the, the katana, he, you could tell what he's wearing, so you know what he's doing. And he also has this giant fro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know who Billy Chong is because he's wearing white. Everyone else is wearing these dark black, black robes. Keys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the, in the dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't make out anything. If you thought the scene we talked about before was dark, this is darker than dark. <laughs> no, no. And th- 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 this isn't as, as bad as those. You can really, you can definitely see what's going on, but like, to be nitpicky, yes, like it's unfortunate that some of these shadows are just so, 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 uh, uh, you know, like darkly contrasted compared to how uh, yeah. the brights are. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's the only thing I say keeps me from saying like it's it's amazing. It's like it's like eh, I wish it, they just fixed this then thing and it would have been great. And it, this portion of the fight actually gets followed up with another fight <laughs> scene immediately. immediately. Yeah, so as soon as he takes out. The fucking uh, the Japanese uh, gangsters or whomever they hired. The bad guy is now here. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, well, now he didn't even give him time to breathe. He's just he just stepped into the scene. <laughs> we are wrapping up the movie now. Although you know, this seems like this movie just keep, can keep going. Uh, this is one of the three bad guys finally, right? Yeah. So now he is taking on. Is this guy the knife yes, guy? Yes, he is a knife, knife guy, guy right? Because yes. he starts off by throwing a bunch of knives at him. And he's like, ah, oh, maybe I should have saved those knives for later. <laughs> uh, but he does eventually end up using the knives. But well, I I, um, I like the thought process behind the knife placement because sure, it could have been mm-hmm. random. He you know he's chucking knives at Billy Chong and Billy Chong you know uh, dodges them. But yep. the choreography uh, works around that because he kind of gets hit to where the knife was thrown and then he you know yes. he grabs it. So I was like, oh. That's awesome. So it wasn't just random where he was where he was thrown. Right, right. It's like environmental setup. Yes. Right? So it's yes. Like, oh well, there's there's always going to be knives in the room, so he can eventually get to them. It, I'm glad that they escalate uh, the the choreography because it does start off initially with just fist fights, yes. right? Um, and then once the assailant, it turns out he he, he can't beat him, he starts using the knives in in the room. Uh, like what the one time that Billy Chong ends up disarming him isn't enough because the assailant eventually grabs a hold of another knife that was in the room so it's <laughs> the other one he threw <laughs> yes yes and i do i will say i mean I, I sometimes joke about this i still like this more than the the knife fight from Killzone from spl because <laughs> i can actually see what's going on right right yeah, i mean yeah this is this is simpler choreography made yeah. so that 
the human eye can catch it, where kill yes. zones was more friend, more frenetic, frenetic, more similar to how probably a real real yeah. fight would go out, where people are just mm. kind of blindly swinging at each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can make an argument to say that there's a little bit of re- well, actually that's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, there's a little bit of realism of the knife fighting here too, because he does do a lot of stabbing. Because when you have a knife, you you end up stabbing a lot. Yeah, yeah. You do a lot of that thrusting motion, and he does that here uh, quite a bit. You don't see that as much in SPL for for someone who loves that movie. I do harp on that <laughs> fight scene a lot, so I'll stop. Uh, yeah, so Billy Chong obviously gets the upper hand because, you know, hero. He's the, well, he's the better fighter. I yeah. love that mm-hmm. moment where, and unfortunately it's it's not lit correctly, where mm-hmm. uh, the knife fighter is kind of swinging at him and Billy, Billy uh, Chong is kind of blocking. He, he mm-hmm. does a swing and he blocks, you know, he blocks the knife swing. So he kind of drops it and picks it up with his other hand. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. an awesome, yep. awesome moment. Uh, That's great, yeah. It's just, it's not lit well, so it's it was hard to catch. You pointed that yeah. out, and then after we watching it, I was like, oh, shit, you're right. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I do like that a lot. Uh, it, it, they also do that in SPL, but it's, here it's like, it's much simpler, and it's just as effective. They don't they don't shine or spend too much time dwelling on it, but I'm, it's, I'm completely fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that flying headlock, uh, yeah, the flying headlock move that the finishing move. Yeah, he does to, to uh, Billy Chong basically jumps up towards the this the knife wielder guy who is now disarmed, puts him in a fly in a headlock and immediately does a wrestling move where he rolls backwards and rolls both of them onto the ground. It's so apparently according to the movie, it's so impressive that they need to show it twice, which is great. You know, I thought it was great. It's like. But it's like, oh, they don't do that enough in this movie, or they don't. It's like the one a few times where yeah, they feel like, the need to replay a movie. Right, uh, a right. Fight yeah, that's move. that. I feel like that's not so common in like movies of this time. Like it's just starting to to come around. And yeah. I will say that's an aw- That's a great move to do it for though. That that final yeah. kind of wrestling takedown. Yeah, it's it's yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like that could that could go wrong in so many ways, just because he he literally has to like roll onto his back put the body weight on top of him and then roll on top of him. It, it's kind of hard to verbalize, but right, looks right. looks great. Looks really good. I will say, though, the way that they end this fight is kind of not what I... Stylistically, stylistically, this is my own opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a proper way to end a fight where the villain gets defeated. Billy Chong, like, he does the, the roll move. He gets up and he just finds a knife. He picks it up and just throws it at the villain. He kills him. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, it doesn't feel like a very heroic thing to do. I, I'm surprised they didn't end it on the, you know, that, that wrestling move role. Like, that could have been it. Yeah. Because that, that looked pretty painful. And then he got on top and he just kind of starts punching him in the face. Like, I think he could have just knocked him out at that point. And, and yeah. that would have been fine. Well, again, remind me to talk about this for the next fight with uh, oh, Mustachio. yeah, yeah. So now we're... Because the, the way that this ends. Oh, ugh. God, yeah. But, okay, so... For me, uh, I I can't remember if I said I liked the the quarry fight the best, but I I mm-hmm. kind of feel like this might be the best uh, Carl Scott fight in the film. That well, we're talking about one on many of one on one on one because uh, I do think the choreography here is probably like obviously it's two trained martial artists like showing off their 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 best, so they they want to make it as good as yeah, possible. This this fight is so good. It's it's long, it's constantly moving, it's evolving. 
you have environmental damage going on. Oh, this this is like everything I want in a fight. And the choreography <laughs> is just good too. So yeah. this is Carl Scott now catching up to the uh, the Asian bad guy who is basically squatting in his house. Yeah, right, right. Uh, there's something there's something that should not work about this fight that actually does. It's a cramped space. <laughs> it's very cramped. <laughs> Uh, but they somehow make it work. I mean, it's not so cramped that like the cameraman can't move around, but you know, like, it would you would think that there's not a lot of creativity that you can get out of this. But they managed to make it work, which which I do appreciate. And that environmental damage is so so important for this mm-hmm. because it adds a level of continuity. <laughs> you need to make sure that if you destroyed a lamp in the room, that lamp has to be dis- destroyed for the rest of the fight. Mm-hmm. And they they achieve that yeah for the most part as far as I can tell um, because like once they start knocking over shelves like that shelf is permanently <laughs> down it's not it's not there anymore yeah. I love how he kicks them out the front door and you're thinking mm-hmm. okay the fight is moving outside but then nope he kicks them back <laughs> in through the through the front window and I'm like oh shit okay we're back in the house this is awesome <laughs> and it's not like one kick and they're just kind of trying to size each other up with their hands up no they're still sparring and going at each other wildly swinging like this whole time right see the movie doesn't do a lot of slow-mo but when they do uh i mean like particular for this particular fight i do like the implementation of slow-mo because it's also showing off things that you wouldn't be able to capture unless they showed it slower Mm -hmm. which is now the asian man likes to throw a bunch of like poking stabbing motions with his fingers Mm -hmm. And I guess that was the techniques that he used initially to paralyze or to harm Carl Scott. And what Carl Scott, Carl Scott's obviously much better now. So we're showing in slow motion that he's able to block these moves. Um, and also like, like deflect <laughs> he it. blocks them, deflect them. And also he does the Ip Man 2 bicep punches, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> I thought I was yeah. like, oh, well, this is, this is cute. I was going to say, uh, you know, uh, Legend of Korra chi blocking, the chi blockers. Yeah. And then also, more recent reference, uh, Cobra Kai, the... Ah, um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Season, season yeah, three. Yeah, I don't know what they call that. The, the new Miyagi move, I guess you uh, could yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But, it does, yeah, but, basically but it's that. funny, though, because it looks like he gives them dead arms by hitting the mm-hmm. biceps and hitting the shoulders. And I thought, oh, okay, I guess, I guess the fight's over. No, 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 they're still fighting. That, <laughs> that actually did nothing. <laughs> I think the only yeah the only repercussions of that is that he the the Asian mustachio realizes he can't use those that his that technique anymore so he needs to change things up so what ends up happening is he he gets a hold of a a bow staff I wish it was like a mop handle or a broom you yeah, know it's so there. it's not just a random bow staff that's there but you know this this yeah. is being nitpicking because I do really really like this fight. yeah I mean don't you know all American households in the 1800s have bow staffs. I did not know that. <laughs> Thank you for the history lesson. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I could, I could educate you. Uh, yeah, there's one problem with this. Uh, again, oh, well, this is more stylistic, so it's more my, my complaint with it, which is uh, Mustachio has both staff, and he starts wailing on Carl Scott for the most part mm-hmm. um, until Carl Scott eventually gets a hold of the bow staff, and then he starts wailing on Mustachio. I'm like, uh, I kind of want both of them to have one. Uh, I'd rather have this turn to a weapons fight, not just the one who has the weapon beats up the other guy. Mm-hmm. Well, it it, right? it it becomes Carl Scott, you know, dodging the the bow staff, but then he picks up every you know Hong Kong action movie <laughs> you know favorite weapon of choice. That is yeah. true. 
which is, is like true. a wooden chair. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Using the stool to block, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like they're using the bow stand. Like basically, the the props in the room are just fodder, so that could, they could be destroyed by the bow staff. It adds a level of peril, and, and also there's a there's a sequence where uh, Mustachio s- swipes at him. And it misses Carl Scott, but you can actually see the damage to the wall. Mm. So, yeah, just to sell to the audience, like, hey, this that shit's real. <laughs> That's a real staff. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to point out, um, before the before the before he picks up the bow staff, there's this moment where Carl Scott kicks away some of the wood paneling of the side of the house. So you can kind of, so what happens is the camera, you know, goes to the other end of the house. So you can kind of see through that hole that they created. And unfortunately, yeah. there is a continuity error. When you start seeing yeah. them fight with the bow staff, you see new wood paneling <laughs> covering the hole. Maybe, maybe the panels from above came crashing oh, down like Tetris. Right, right, like right, Tetris. Right. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's how I mean, all if- wooden log cabins were built. <laughs> If infra- if the cabin infrastructure was that bad, I think the whole cabin would just break <laughs> up or break down. Right. Yeah. Uh, Carl Scott, you know, uh, he he eventually has to disband the uh, like he takes the bow staff, he he throws it apart, and now he's basically wailing on Mustachio Man, and he does my favorite thing, which is he does a roundhouse kick to the head, uh, hooks it onto his the uh, his the back of his neck. And just spins him around. Yeah, very, very confusing. <laughs> Why would you do that? Uh, very impractical. Very, very. Just impractical. so he can, just so he could deliver a sidekick, and that sidekick is so powerful. Apparently, it's enough to kill him on impact. I don't like the way that ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, while we were watching this, I was saying to you, like, it looked like the perfect setup was because now he, his back is on the wall. You think he's just gonna do like a flying side jumping side kick and he's gonna kick him through the wall, but yep. he doesn't. That's it. He just kind <laughs> of hits the wall and then Oh man, yeah. Yeah, and then nothing. Mm-hmm. We get the the close up of, you know, Carl Scott's face, you know, the anger and the intensity, and the, that's it. The Asian guy just kind of falls to the ground. Then you're just like, Oh, that was so Yeah, it, need, it needed something more impactful. Yeah, that was very, very sure. anticlimactic, unfortunately, the way it ended. Right, right. Uh, yeah, but then obviously Carl Scott gets his revenge on him. So I guess he only has one more. Well, both of them only have one more person to take down, which is the the final guy played by Lou Nelia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would think that there'd be only one more fight, but no, <laughs> there's <laughs> no. Not. There's another fight before that. I don't with even a, know who this guy yeah, is. Yeah, with another Chinese man in Arizona. Like, where did all these Chinese people come from? Yeah, but also like, who is this guy? I, don't like, I actually don't understand. Like, I I watched it again. And I'm like, is he, is he even part of the story? Yeah, he was like, I think he said the villain only knows one Asian man, and that's me. So he, that's why he knew Billy Chung was a you know was his adversary. I I don't know. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it's I don't want again. I don't want to talk about this one. It's it's actually not that much to talk about for this one. He he Billy Chung at first gets a noose around his neck he gets takes the noose off so he no longer has a disadvantage against this this new guy that's being introduced in this fight and once he takes the noose off that's when he can wail on <laughs> this new guy yeah. this is a fight where the speed ramping is very very noticeable mm-hmm, um because like they're yeah. do- whenever you see the the blocking of the combinations you're just like okay that's yeah. that's really really fast it's it's like a little yeah. little it's a little too fast for me 
but right. it, it looks good. It, it, it's, consi- yeah, it it's consistent, and they're just like all over the place with this small little tussle. So I was like, okay, yeah, you know, it's fun that we get a, another fight, but it's just, it's so exhausting. We just had this long, long fight with uh, Carl Scott in the house. It, it felt like we sh- we should be ending already, but yeah, you know they need to get give Billy Chong some more stuff to do. So it's fine. They they wanted to uh, they wanted to show off the the Arizona landscape by incorporating a cactus into the fight right, scene. Right. Well, hey, I mean it's yeah, it's different. You know, uh, I'll give I'll give that to them. They're fighting around the cacti, and it does get incorporated. You know, at the end a little bit, but yeah. Face into cactus. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. anyone who who saw the location was expecting that to happen. So, <laughs> uh, it's neat. It's neat. You know, like let's incorporate as much of the environment as possible. Not just uh, <laughs> there's an empty sand dune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just let's just film on that. So the final, final fight. fight. Final, final fight. fight. Yep. Man, we completely jumped over some story beats, but just watch. That's the movie. okay. Like all the bad guys have been, you know, defeated. defeated. Yep. Now it's time for the final guy to go down. Carl Scott's getting revenge on, you know, for the death of his family. And yeah, this this is it. This is the big moment. Yep. So uh, we're we're fighting next to a stable in the middle, uh, a fiery stable. Carl Scott actually comes leaping in with a flying uh, sidekick. Huge, probably side a trampoline. Yeah, yeah. Looks yeah, looks yeah. great though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Carl, I thought because I knew where this movie was going. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Carl Scott is the one who initiates this, right? Mm-hmm. So Carl Scott comes into fray to attack Lou, the the final villain. And uh, I mean, you're thinking to yourself like, well, where's Billy Chung, right? Was, I mean, you might be thinking that. I don't know if you are, but I was thinking that. I was like, eh, Billy Chung is probably going to join this fight somehow, or he's going to be the actual final fight, which actually, like, the movie does surprise me. It's, it's kind of yes, kind of no, because, uh, like, I thought, I was hoping that it would just be Carl Scott versus the villain, and Carl Scott would be the victor, doesn't need assistance, it'd just be all him, mano a mano. Yeah, but you, after that Billy Chung fight, you knew he was coming, because he, that's yeah. literally where he was getting led to, so... Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be a t- just a two-on-one fight because, you know, mm-hmm. all story points were now converging. Uh, it doesn't exactly go down that way because it's just a nice long fight between Carl Scott and, and this guy. And yeah. pretty, you know, pretty good choreography. Uh, yeah. Not, you know, nothing really memorable for me, but it's just it, the choreo- their choreography is really good. There yeah. is a moment where uh, Carl Scott jumps and he you can see him land like on his ankle roll yeah but then he continues the choreography we were both like oh man like that's that's a twisted angle yeah that looks like we're capturing on screen yeah 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 like right out of a front flip although it's there's a cut between the front flip and the landing so i mean but yeah you just see his foot kind of like like the the (laughs) the camera starts in on the close-up of his foot and you're just like oh no no and then it zooms out and he continues fighting so i hope yeah, you know, yeah. i hope he was okay after that right uh, i wish there, uh, this this movie's kind of obscure compared to a lot of the movies that we do cover and do watch uh but whoever did the choreography here did a great job because they are showing that each one of these fighters fighting styles is so distinct from one the, one mm-hmm. another carl scott is a kung fu guy it's so indicative of the way that he poses he crouches gets back up crouches does like these high kicks very indicative of, like what you see in like mantis or tiger style or whatever mm-hmm. uh but lou on the other hand the villain he's totally karate 
the oh, way yeah, that he yeah. strikes, the way that he blocks, like he he does these forearm blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh yeah, these guys like they're they're definitely indicators of what they are masters at. Which I you know I think I give them props for. It's not just like everyone just everyone remember knows the choreography, Fu, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like like I guess I guess like if you don't have a keen eye, you might just think okay, everyone's just doing kung fu. But yeah, mm-hmm. the the karate. Um, his his style of choreography is definitely evident. Like he's a little like it looks a little more American karate, where the the yeah. moves are like kind of one big swing to one big swing. Like y- you see that in the katas yeah. a lot. Not not yeah, the kind yeah, of not the kind of knock on that at all. But like mm-hmm. it just looks more evident, and, no, especially yeah, when you right. see him blocking. Right, right. It, but it's very indicative of karate, like what you'd see expect to see in that. And obviously, it becomes even more apparent once he powers up. <laughs> Man, that power up scene. What were they doing? Because, so yes, there is there's a moment where the bad guy, uh, you know, he needs to recompose himself because he's losing, and he, you know, he gets into this kind of like horseish stance. He starts like tightening up his body, and then the camera kind of, you know, pans down to where his where his hands are, and you see his crotch, and you see this giant bulge, you know, protruding out of his jeans, yep. and. I don't know if they were, you know, if that was just like some weird bend in the jeans. <laughs> was that his actual bulge? Did the filmmakers notice it? So they decided to capitalize on it. What's Fighting. going on? Why did they do that? Fighting makes him excited. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the, the source of his power. It's Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he does his poor stance, essentially. And he does, you know, just... I guess he channels all his inner chi or whatever, and you know, like now he's basically indestructible, right? Mm-hmm. He he can take all the hits. He be, he becomes and, a tank at this moment, actually, because yeah. Carl Scott tries to like you know punch him in the you know in the stomach and shoulder and whatnot, and mm-hmm. you see, oh, it's ineffective. He's now too powerful for these blows. Yep. Right, right, yeah, and you know, Carl Scott now is on the losing end. He gets. It looks like he's about to be delivered the final blow from the villain. Oh, I, I like the this one shot we have. Uh, it's a it's a close up of the villain delivering a sequence of of uh, close distance punches to Carl Scott's. Oh, it's like chest. it's like a one inch punch to his chest, yeah. but he does like sequence multiple punches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I know it know seems really cheesy. You know, like maybe to a, a modern uh, film goer, but you know, like you can kind of you right, you know what it's trying to uh, accomplish here. Like it's trying to show like oh quick but fast but deadly um uh blows that like have like lasting impact um and And you can definitely feel that right in the center of his chest you know it's to the to the you know the heart the vital organ you know we get you know hits 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 like that could be painful yeah yeah uh so carl scott is now on the floor he's uh, obviously kind of incapacitated for now by the whole, you know, by the beatdown he had just received, and before he can get hit uh, for the final time with a fatal blow, Billy Chong just kind of jumps out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, they don't even give him like a moment to realize what you know. They don't get that reaction shot of him, you know, walking up to the field, realizing mm-hmm. his friend is getting hurt, and then rushing in. No, there's just a cut, and Billy Chong's like, "Yep, I'm here now." <laughs> and they just go into it, and in the next, the next cut. Carl Scott is gone. He's not even on the floor oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. We were just like, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like, we were thinking to ourselves, like, oh, at least Billy Chong's here to save the day. But at the same time, it's like, oh, what a dick. This guy had enough time to go change. <laughs> He's wearing <laughs> oh, a completely yeah, different outfit. Oh, yeah, he has a completely different outfit. 
And oh yeah. man, like I love that they they keep on cutting back to Carl Scott looking at the fight, but he's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> yeah. You're like, where is he? What where, where is he? Where is he? You know, looking from. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, one thing I didn't say too much about before with uh, Carl Scott and I guess Billy Chong as well is like they they can hold their kick poses and like really hold them up. Uh, there's moments where Billy Chong will lift up his leg, hold out his leg. And just keep it there, <laughs> right? Uh, right. Like, and he can also like follow Lou as he's moving around on in, on on set. Yeah, you, so you've like, definitely yeah. seen that in like uh, other martial arts movies before. Definitely like an intimidation mm-hmm. tactic, like uh, you know, let you know, keep your distance. You know, this is right. this is the skill I'm at. Yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it starts off first as uh, Billy Chong is also like giving getting the giving the beat down mm-hmm. until the the. the the villain powers up again and he's like okay well no like like i'm not gonna take any beatings every every hit on him is basically ineffective um and then that's when carl scott has an epiphany because he has a really bad voice acting in his head telling him to go for the major arteries yep uh, the arteries in the armpit in the, the testicles the testicles in the temples which according to this movie is interpreted as the eyeballs yeah because that is the coup d'etat that is the final blow on how you end, uh no not coup d'etat coup de gras sorry mm-hmm. the coup de gras the final blow that billy chong delivers by doing a flying jump kick a flying double leg double, to the double face kick to both eyeballs yeah yeah <laughs> So, so just to rewind a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, really, too, yeah. really happy that Carl Scott gets back in the fight because mm-hmm. when Billy Chong entered, I was like, oh no, he's just, you know, he's going to beat him and that's going to be it. And yeah. I was getting, I was starting to get a little disappointed because I really wanted this to be more about Carl Scott. And thankfully he, he jumps back in and it becomes a two on one a little bit because, yeah. uh, you know, this final bad guy, he's just, he's just too overpowered. And oddly enough, uh, Carl Scott kind of does like a sacrificial move where he just jumps on him and does like he locks his arms and his legs mm-hmm. around him so that he's like immobilized and yep. so billy chong can deliver that jumping kick <laughs> yeah but afterwards there, there's still enough time for the both of them to just come just wail on him yeah <laughs> a little bit before he's knocked to the ground uh, yeah like you said before i'm glad that carl scott got a little bit more i actually would have preferred it if it was just him but I mean, it's fine. It, 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 the movie is—I mean, technically, it's headlining Billy Chong, and then second billing is uh, Carl Scott. But I mean, like it, the movie, like we've been echoing a couple times, is about Carl Scott. Billy Chong's just in the movie. Yeah, you yeah. Could, I you could you could if you watch this. Yes, Billy Chong has definitely has a little more screen time, but the main driving, the you know, character of the plot is Carl Scott. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that's God, it. I, I, I can't. I, I hate it when we end episodes like this. And then that's it. And then and that's really well. That's good. it. He gets double kicked in the eyeballs, and literally the credits like kind of just pop on screen. <laughs> uh, they hug and walk off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally walk off into the sunset because the the credits start rolling. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Sun Dragon is fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this movie. This was this was just such a good time to watch. Surprisingly, 
I forgot how how bad the dub was. So when I was rewatching it, I was just like, I could I couldn't stop laughing at, at every <laughs> delivered line of dialogue. Oh, that that's based off of my recommendation. Although, I mean, this movie that definitely did surprise me. I I was gonna choose this movie for our own personal watch for completely malevolent or not genuine reasons, mm-hmm. just so to laugh at the movie. Yeah, yeah. But upon watching it, I was like, oh, this is actually just an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. It's just the dubbing so bad, it can actually transcend the goodness sometimes. <laughs> uh, Zero, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this, I mean, this this is definitely a recommend. It's it's kind of so, you know, it's, it's so bad it's good because the dub is bad, but the fights are great. Like, man, like Carl Scott's awesome. Uh, Billy Chong's uh, really good, too. It, this was hard to dissect because, yeah, this is, this is going to be another inductee for me for the 90-minute action movie. Just nonstop fighting. It's, if you're going yeah, you know, to watch the fights, just watch the whole movie. You can just, yeah, basically. You can just sit through it. It's, it's fine. It's great. Yeah, this, this is a high recommend for me. I, I yeah. really, really enjoyed watching this one. Yeah, it's, it's not possible to be like, hey, just watch this one fight and that's it. And like, well, which one? This is like 50 of them. <laughs> uh before we started the episode i was like zero how many fights are there in there i was like i don't know i don't think there are that many numbers <laughs> in the universe <laughs> i don't have anything to add to what you said um but i do think i think kung fu executioner is better but we'll save that for another day if we ever talk about it um but yeah sun dragon's still enjoyable it took me by surprise i liked it a lot the fights are good um it's surprisingly good for a movie of this era like 79 i mean like you can like, pretty much stack up with that any 80s like late 80s movie in my opinion mm-hmm. um it, it does look dated at times but the fighting itself is actually so good it actually feels like it stands out amongst its contemporaries yeah and that's high praise for a movie uh that i don't know like that that just has such bad dubbing i don't know <laughs> it's so bad it's so bad at times like if it wasn't for that maybe but you know what i'll say the dubbing it needs to have that bad dubbing because yeah, that's it, what it, makes it, it stand out yeah it real. yeah like i said this could have easily just been a run-of-the-mill martial arts film that you could have just enjoyed the fights but the dubbing you know it it helps to transcend it into something more there are points on the body that if struck will cause death the temple the chest the testicle and the toe Ha <laughs> ha